0: You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers Goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carrots Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Sunday, October 1st. The 49ers are 4-0 after holding up in a divisional battle against the Arizona Cardinals. Joining me to discuss the win today is Ty Alston. You may have seen him in his podcast. That uh, What do you do, That like weekly, Ty? Uh, bi-weekly? Yeah.
0: It's a weekly, bi-weekly. It depends on my schedule. <laughs> All
1: right. East, the East, Gold, uh, East Coast. East Coast Red and, Red and
0: Gold. Gold. It's weekly. We Red go live Gold Wednesday podcast. every night.
1: Yep. There we go. There we go. Um, But, man, this was a, a great game. And as we mentioned, you know, the 49ers uh, go up 4-0. And they did it in an impressive fashion, once again, going over 30 points. I would say the 49ers started hot on offense, and they pretty much stayed hot throughout the game Brock Purdy was perfect in the first half, included a awesome 42-yard completion to Brandon Ayuk, who made an incredible grab. Um, and Purdy was 13 of 13 at one point before he threw his first incompletion in the third quarter of the game. He did finish 20 of 21, 283 yards and a touchdown through the air to Christian McCaffrey, another quarterback sneak in the fourth quarter that sealed the game. And his uh, 95.2 completion rate is, I guess, a a new record for the 49ers in a single game. Uh, The last 49er who did that was Steve Young in 1991. So Brock Purdy continues to put himself in great company as far as the accomplishments he's making. Um, and Ty, if you want to say anything about Brock, I'm going I'm to give you a moment here, because at this point, as good as he was, I think like after this, we have to talk about Christian McCaffrey. So what do you want to say about Brock Purdy in this one?
0: He's, he, he's Brock steady. We know we're going to get week in, week out. Right. He's just he's just even kill. We know he can execute this offense. He can make the right reads, put it out there. And and the great thing that we're seeing in his development is that he's recognizing the one-on-one matchups. And he's saying, my guy is better than your guy. And he's putting it up there for him to make plays and they are rewarding him. And, And that's something we've been wanting to see in this offense for a long time. So as Brock continues, to elevate his game, this offense is going to just get better and better.
1: Well, when his guys are Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk what? and, you know, we can, name, we can name all the guys, right? It uh, helps. It, I, helps. Yeah, definitely, it definitely does help. But I think, like, wh- before we do move on to Christian McCaffrey, like, I do want to point out that once again, I think we're seeing the trust that Kyle Shanahan has in Brock Purdy early in the game. They went for it on fourth down, and not only did they go for it, but it was a pass play, right, that uh, Mm -hmm. converted to George Kittle, right? So I think, you know, we're seeing this offense operate at a different level than we've ever seen it just because – one Brock Purdy has kind of like raised the ceiling of this offense with just the little things that he does right and does better, but also because Kyle Shanahan trusts him to execute this offense at that level. And we're not seeing Brock Purdy really slow down. Like we we've seen him play a bunch of different defenses at this point, the Arizona Cardinals, another team that, you know, he did play last year. There's plenty of tape on Brock Purdy at this point, And yet You know, I I haven't seen a team really slow him down. The closest I think we got was last week against, you know, the Giants in that game, uh, or at this point, 10 days ago. That was probably the closest, and look what he did to the Giants, right? So I I think this is a great sign, great development for the future of this offense going forward. Like, I I don't really see a team stopping this. The 49ers do have a tough test, you know, next week against the Cowboys' defense. That'll tell us a lot, but, you know, so far... I. Things are moving and they're moving well.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a testament to the offense overall. I think his involvement to go along with a very good offensive line, very good receivers, tight end, and of course, the best running back in football.
1: Let's get to the best running back in football. i it up we? there for you. Yes, the, Yeah, no, thank you for the, for the alley-oop there. Um, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is the story of this game. He had two touchdowns in the first half alone. He finished with four touchdowns on the day, 106 yards, three touchdowns on the ground, 71 yards, and one touchdown through the air. And that, you know, I've been talking about it earlier this week that he had the chance to make history with two different franchise records, and he completed both of them pretty early in this game, I would say. (laughs) 100-plus scrimmage yards and a touchdown in four straight games to start the season. That overtook Jerry Rice for that franchise record. and He he now has also gone 13 straight games with at least one touchdown, and that's another franchise record. But it's worth mentioning – there have only been a handful of players in NFL history who have been able to do that. And of course, like the all time record is 17 straight games with a touchdown. So still a ways to go for that. But like, yeah, this is impressive. This is like MVP worthy, um, you know, play what Christian McCaffrey has been doing through these first four games. And today.
0: Yeah. You know, at this point, I know it's very early in the season to speak about MVP, but if his name isn't in the discussion, yeah it's it's criminal if it's not because he's doing everything that you could want a football player to do on the field and at some point we might even might even see him throw right we saw that last year so he's just on another level right now and you can easily say he's the best offensive player in football hands down
1: yeah, and, and that's why he deserves to be in those MVP conversations, right? And, you know, we started to see it last year when, you know, the mm-hmm. team, as soon as he was traded to the team, the you know, it, it changed the trajectory, I think, exactly. of the team altogether. Exactly. And they have not looked back ever since. And as uh, Technic Chic mentioned uh, here, the 49ers were 5-5 five five in the red yep. zone. I think that's another great development of the day because – we saw them leave points on the field, you know, in the first three games of the season, despite yep. them, you know, scoring thirty points and all of those games, uh, there was still room for improvement. That was one area. And five for five in the red zone, I would say they they did uh fix those woes. Another thing for me that I was looking for them to improve were penalties. And, yep. you know, in previous games they were averaging what like little over six penalties a game or something like that today just four for 21 yards so i really like that and if you look at arizona cardinals they had nine penalties for 55 yards you look at the difference there that definitely helped uh you know the 49ers you know stay alive in this one for the entirety of the game
0: real quick one thing that tickled me during the beginning of the game like up until the second quarter every time dre greenlaw made a hit you would see him stand up and do this and look at the refs like it was clean no flag (laughs) (laughs) like jay's like i'm just playing football And, and and let's be let's be honest a lot of flags he has drawn have been ticky tack they have been late like come on ref that was a clean football hit today we saw no flags for him off of very clean hits he played a good game Yes, he did. Which I believe helped contribute to, you know, the lack of penalties. And the team overall was very disciplined. Um, They didn't shoot themselves in the foot penalty wise, which helped us a lot. And this is the type of performance I want to see going forward. You know, good, clean football.
1: Yeah, me too. And I'm I'm glad that they it seemed like they definitely addressed it this week as far as like the penalties go. But also, obviously, for Greenlaw, a point of emphasis since he was getting yeah. those calls. Now right. he knows, right, like the refs are looking for me mm-hmm. and there's no excuse for him, I guess, to like, you know, make those those mistakes like that. Um, even though a lot of those, yeah, were are ticky tacky. Right. Yeah. But I felt like with Joshua Dobbs and his ability to run and escape and, you know, he doesn't always slide to yeah. me going into it. I was a little worried because I was like, "Ooh, that that could be a recipe for, you know, Greenlaw or someone yep. else to get called for a flag. And we did not see that in that game. Now, credit to Joshua Dobbs, though, because he did play a great game. He looked He looked incredible, I thought, for the Arizona Cardinals in this one. He finished uh, 265 yards and two touchdowns. Um, But I think the biggest key for the defense is that they stopped the run starting with uh, James Conner. Yeah. Yeah. They needed to do in order to win this game. They limited Conner to just 11 carries, 52 yards, so not very efficient on the ground. And I think that Mm – just helped everything else fall into place, even with Dobbs, you know, putting together a pretty good game.
0: Exactly. And you saw Arizona early on. They tried to test us early up the middle. They wanted to get that. They were very aggressive. They wanted to get that run game going, try to wear down, wear down our defense, you know, pound that rock in there. And we weren't budging. They weren't going anywhere. I mean, kudos to uh, the D line the combinations of um fred warner dre greenlaw and oren burks i gotta mention his name because um he was coming downhill and making some tackles for stops you know one two yard gains that's it and that helped set the tone early so that they stopped and if you notice they started okay let's start going toward the outside now (laughs) because up the middle (laughs) is not working exactly and that helped us that that just played right into our hands
1: It does because these linebackers could go sideline to sideline. And we saw that today, like they're so fast and quick to the ball. Hufunga as well, Gibson, like all those guys. And, you know, the 49ers defense did allow a couple of explosive plays to the Cardinals today. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, this team has a way of always keeping the game in control. You know, and I think that's what they did. I think the only time where – you know, it felt like it was starting to get out of control was that drive. Bef- I believe it was before halftime and it was wait, I'm trying to find it. I think it was before halftime. Amber the Thomas 92 was
0: yard the- drive.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was crazy because great yeah. special teams play by Mitch Wishnowski, you know, pinning them back. Yep. And also, uh, who is that guy? The they just signed him.
0: They just called him uh, up. I can't even remember his name.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to Gosh. get. I, I'm trying to find it in my notes right now. But um, yeah. he was, yeah, he was just signed this week, and he made an incredible play to pin them. Sheffield, yeah, Sheffield. Um, they you. pinned them down at the one at their own one. Mm-hmm. And cr- again, credit to the Cardinals because they they took that the length of the field pretty much. Yeah. And they scored and really like, I, I think a lot of it had to do with Amber Thomas being in there. I wasn't yes. a big fan of that. I'm still yes. not a big fan of it. I don't want to see that ever again no. <laughs> because like, I I don't know if it was that like Isaiah Oliver wasn't looking good in, in like the first, like the start of the game, but I didn't see Isaiah Oliver really like, I didn't hear his name mentioned, you know? So mm. for every Thomas to be out there, I think was a little inexcusable because Lenore wasn't hurt. He, they had Lenore in the slot. So I don't know. I don't know why they keep it. That experiment needs to be done with. And I hope that was the last of it that we saw.
0: I agree. And we saw this exact same thing week one in Pittsburgh. Yeah. (laughs) Where they, they had Ambry over there. They kicked uh, Lenore inside and you remember Pittsburgh just went that way toward Ambry's side all the way up the field. Um, They managed to get a, a big run in there, but other than that, Every throw was to Ambry's side of the field. It was like who's guard, whoever he was guarding, that's where they went. And you know, hats off to Arizona. They identified that today and said, Oh, he's out there, let's go. And exactly. that exactly that double move he on did it. on. And mm-hmm. yeah. And then Brandon the underneath route and he jumped on it, left the guy open, you know, behind him. That experiment definitely needs to end. Leave yeah. Lenore out there bring in Oliver in the slot, that unit is the most solid unit for us.
1: Yeah. And we got to
0: stick with it.
1: Absolutely. Quick you, shout out to my cousin, Monica. She's watching from Brazil on vacation. Shout out her. Shout out to my dad as well. It is his birthday today. Um, he and my siblings were at the game today. So oh, nice. shout out to them. It was a great game for them to experience. My my dad's first NFL game, I think. So, oh, wow. yeah, it was, this was a great one for him to to attend, but yeah, I Birthday. mean, on uh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but on the defense, like I, I think the most pivotal drive for them was happened in the fourth quarter and and apologies because actually that play where Ambry Thomas was in there and, and uh, they scored that 99 yard drive that happened in the third quarter. Um, but in the fourth quarter, I thought it was a very pivotal drive for them in which uh, Dobbs was using his legs a bit you know, moving yep. the ball. Greenlaw, though, makes a huge stop yes. on a Dobbs keeper. And yep. Hufunga was also there helping yep. to limit that to a no gain. Dobbs yep. then threw up a wobbler that was nearly intercepted by Mooney Ward. Yes. I'm sure Ward would have liked to have that one, but, yeah. you know, it's okay. <laughs> you, you live for another play, and that play – on third down was Javon Hargrave getting the sack on Dobbs. And not only does it end their drive, but it takes them out of field goal range. range. That drive was huge. And to me, that was the defining play for the defense. And so, yes, there was a lot of bending. But, you know, as we've been saying all season, they bend and they don't break. So I think that's the, the biggest takeaway from this defense. Maybe. You know, we're starting to see the offense carry this team a little bit more than we have in the past, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. As long as the defense is not breaking, we can live with that. We can work with that.
0: Exactly. And it's complimentary football. We want to see the offense do their thing as well as the defense. So far, that's helping us win games. Let's keep that going. But that drive where we stopped them, we needed to stop them, get them off the field, take back control of this thing and leave no doubt. And that stop by Dre and Hufunga was huge because it kept them into a long situation, a third and long situation, where we now, because up until that point they were gaining yards and keeping it to, mm-hmm. you know, third and manageable, making it third and ten was a whole different ball game. Now we know we got to put it on jo- Dos Jobs' shoulders, yep, and that lets the D line do their thing. And I saw it's been it's becoming a trend where teams are choosing to double-team Armstead
1: and single up
0: Hargrave. Yeah, they're they're choosing to double-team them, but leave Hargrave singled up one-on-one, and he's making them pay. And you know what? That's the D-line we have. It's a pick-your-poison D-line. If you want to double-team this guy or double-team that guy, okay, we got other guys who can hurt you, and that's the beauty of this defense.
1: Yep. Exactly. And I think, you know, obviously this was uh, another game where we didn't see the 49ers get home as much as we would have liked. Mm-hmm. Right. I mentioned the sack from Javon Hargrave. And I did mention that did come at a pivotal time. Hargrave mm-hmm. had a great game, by the way. He had yeah. um, he had four tackles, two solo, one sack, one tackle for loss and a cor- two quarterback hits. Um, but, you know, I think we saw the defensive line get real close a bunch of times. And again, so like credit to Dobbs because he was getting the ball out quickly. We've seen the offenses that the 49ers have gone up against, like make that a point of emphasis. Okay. Get the ball out quickly. So we don't have to take these sacks. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but next week the 49ers play, you know, the Cowboys Dak Prescott, right. I don't see him as the same kind of guy who has the poise to stick, stay in the pocket and, Mm -hmm. you know, hit a guy, hit an open man. Um, exactly. I think the, the 49ers are going to get their sacks next week a little yeah. bit easier, but maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's, let's not talk about that game quite <laughs> right, yet, right. <laughs> but you know, I think for all the talk of like, you know, Nick Bosa's is not getting any sacks. He's not showing up on the stat sheet. Like that's baloney. Cause like, he's still impacted the game. He got close so many times. Dobbs had exactly. to get the ball out. So that's just what I'm saying. I think it was still a great performance by the defense. You want to get those sacks to fall, of course, but you're going to live with what you can. And I think the 49ers defense did a good job.
0: Exactly. Well. And, and let's not forget the fact that pressure counts, you know, getting, getting there, making the quarterback uncomfortable, making him throw the ball before he might want to. Exactly. All that stuff helps the defense. So yep. pressure counts. Those guys being in his face and making him uncomfortable count. And just because you don't see a sack doesn't mean they aren't being effective. Because if you look at some of those throws we threw early and guys were able to tip it and, like, break up passes and do things, that's because of the pressure. Yep. So the, the front line is doing their job. And I have no qualms with them whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Me either. Um, Let's get back to one guy on the offense that I do really want to talk about as well. His name is Brandon Ayuk. On a day where Juwan Jennings was out and Debo Samuel was, you know, basically a decoy today. Brandon Ayuk cooked. He cooked. And he did it on just six catches. He caught all six of his targets today. Mm -hmm. But he had 148 yards. And I think the thing for me was like it was chunk play after chunk play. He had catches of 20 yards. 34, 25, 42, 11, 16, he was making it happen. And some of those, you know, were first down conversions as well uh, or third down conversions. So what I did, I think is going to be like overshadowed by what Christian McCaffrey did today and probably rightfully so, but let's not forget (laughs) Brandon Ayuk is, is great. And this was a great matchup and kind of back to what you were saying earlier that like Brock Purdy is doing a good job of finding those matchups that he likes Mm -hmm. Brandon Ayuk against anyone I'm taking Ayuk every single time
0: every time every time and you know what I was kind of upset about the ball he threw the deep ball down the hash down the middle of the field because it was kind of in double coverage but I know what Brock was thinking Ba is going to make a play, <laughs> yeah, and that's what I meant earlier by the trust. Right? He's like, you know what? That's that's my number one receiver out there, and he has a step on a guy. I'm trusting him to make a play, and he did. And you you can't you can't overlook that. And he's been doing it all season long. Yep. And he's a guy who has taken his his game to a whole nother level. He's clearly one of the best receivers in the league, like not just on the team, in the league. And it's great to have that guy that Brock knows that, okay, I, if they want to guard him one-on-one, I'm taking that matchup all day because he's cooking. And, and you look at the routes he was running, some of them routes, he's open five by five, six yards, mm-hmm. which is wide open in the NFL.
1: That. And, yeah. and sometimes you see that and you're like, wow, they're what are they doing? They're not guarding Brandon Ayuk. No, they are. They're trying like it's that's right. Brandon Ayuk getting open. Like yeah. that's how yeah. that's how good he is. He can create right. that space for himself and part of it is like, you know, part of the Shanahan scheme as well, but Brandon yeah. Ayuk is doing work out there and he's getting open. So yeah. and it, it okay, one thing I want to talk about really quickly is it's got to be kind of scary to know that two weeks in a row now, the 49ers aren't even at full strength in their offense. Right. You know, last week, Ayuk was out. You know, they still put up 30 points. They looked great. This week, Duan Jennings wasn't out there. Uh, Debo, like we said, wasn't yep. really involved in the game plan. And they're still putting up 35 points. Kittle wasn't even yep. that involved in this exactly. one. Exactly. Like-
0: Didn't use Kittle much at all
1: scary it is yeah. scary hours in the nfl if right. you have to guard this offense like how do you yeah. do it how do you do it
0: yeah and and that's the beautiful thing about it. it's a pick your poison offense who do you want to pick right if you want to devote all your resources to stopping cmc well good luck with that
1: <laughs> <laughs> and teams do. Teams do. teams do
0: teams do if you and look he's at the still cardinals been, he's
1: still they're, put, the they're,
0: they're putting seven eight in the in the box and he still got his yards, right? Oh my god! If if you want to try to double team Ayuk, okay, you got to deal with this guy. No iuk last week. Who do we who do we go to? Debo. Mm-hmm. George Kittle was a matchup nightmare against any team, right? Six foot five, big, strong. He's quicker than you think. He can run routes very well. Has great hands. Who are you going to guard? It's impossible.
1: It's impossible. Really in the past the only thing that defense is really targeted and you know forced him to throw the ball was Jimmy Garoppolo. Like that was the one yeah. weakness of this offense. And now it looks like there's not really like a glaring weakness on no. the offense. Like there there really isn't um maybe the offensive line, maybe, but even then like yeah. Brock Brock still hangs in the pocket if he gets some pressure and He's able to deliver to his guys. What else can you ask for, right? Um, Kyle Kyle Shanahan is is speaking to the media right now. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any injuries in this game. I know Dre Greenlaw had exited or he got hurt for one play, um, but he came back and he finished the game. Uh, Oh, the only other one was uh, offensive lineman John Feliciano. He's in the concussion protocol. That is the 49ers backup center, so he exited the game. But as far as I know, I think that's the only injury um, that the 49ers had after this game ended. So that in itself is a win, too, right? So 49ers keep winning on that end.
0: And and we've been relatively healthy all year long. Exactly. You know, like we lose an IU, we lose a Debo, but it's not that long, you know, four or five week or even a season it's ending not the high injury. He's oh thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the year of the high ankle sprains. Oh my gosh. Oh, that was just last year. But <laughs> right.
1: Or the MCLs,
0: yep. Exactly. We're remaining healthy, which is great. You know, and as we enter in this quote unquote tough part of the schedule, this gauntlet that we have coming up. It's good that we have everyone healthy so that we can re meet these challenges.
1: Yeah, I want to uh share something really quickly. I guess the 49ers, James Conner, and Teleno Hufunga got into it after the game. Uh, these two were kind of like jying at each other all game. Like, I don't know if you noticed yeah. that, uh, Ty, yeah, I did. but things got spicy after the game ended. Wow, between these two, <laughs> so. wow. I don't wow. know if like there could be fines for anything that happens after a game, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the NFL is watching this like, hmm, interesting. No punches so, thrown,
0: just a shove. No punches, but... no,
1: just just a shove. But Very
0: spicy. This is yeah. this
1: is what happens. Like 49ers are pissing teams off. Just like the, the way that they're winning and, and kind of dominating teams right now. I mean, they won by three possessions again. Yeah. Um, and to me, they look like the best team in the NFL right now. I know that the Philadelphia Eagles are also still undefeated, but I watched that game this morning and they just don't look – You you weren't impressed. They're not, winning, they're, they're not no. winning games the same way that the 49ers are. I, I don't yeah. think anyone is, quite honestly. So Exactly. Um, 49ers could hang their hat in knowing that right now they're the best team in the NFL. Um, and probably even in the NFC. But as we mentioned, tough game coming up next week. So 49ers have health on their side going into that one probably. So hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll spend the week talking about that matchup. But I'm oh, yeah. feeling pretty good about it right now.
0: Feeling real. We're at home. We're going to have the crowd on our side. And everything's pointing upward. Yes. And this is a team whose number we've had. So, exactly. you know. Not to do our own horn, but things are looking up.
1: But Beep, beep.
0: That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Beep, beep. Ooh, got the keys to my Jeep. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Shout out Weston Smith for the donation. He said, no Debo impact or Kittle impact? No problem. Yeah, and that's pretty much, that's that's scary. It's it's the situation that the 49ers are winning with right now. And it's, it's ideal for this team. Uh, but, Ty, I, I'm just happy. 49 Niners are 4-0. They look dominant. Um, and I'm ready to enjoy, you know, the rest of my Sunday, the, the exactly. small bit that is left. Um, but, Ty, let everyone know where they can find your content in, in the East, Go- East Coast Red and Gold podcast.
0: Yeah, I do a group podcast every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's the East Coast Red and Gold podcast with uh, my friend Jess, Rebecca, and Matt. We're on the East Coast. Thus the name and i have my personal podcast it's the stay faithful podcast uh you can find it at stay faithful vip on youtube and all the socials um and that's where i sit down and just go one-on-one with people and we kick it about life in the
1: 49ers let's go well there you have it folks make sure you guys tune in to all of ty's content coming up this week because it's going to be a fun, fun week of content. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make sure you guys like this video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not yet. Audio listeners, make sure you leave a rating. Give me your thoughts. I'm always curious about it. But for now, have a good rest of your Sunday, folks, and go Niners. Peace.